0: It's Cracking Lovely People, it's Big Feed Up HQ podcast, we're back in the mix and we're continuing on with the gut health theme so immediately before we start taking a deep dive into this I've done a first episode so scroll back, go and listen to that and um, yeah I ramble on, introduce a little bit more around gut health, it's a little bit more of a specific podcast because I usually just crack my own detail and have a bit of a chat but anyway move forward from that. I've got a fantastic guest today. She runs her own company. She's a nutritionist, a lecturer. Um, I want to say researcher, but she's constantly learning, all that kind of thing. I'm sure she can give me the right the right definition of what she does. It's uh, the lovely Keris from Fitter Food. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm good, thank you. That was a very nice introduction. I, I, I'm kind of like, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I never think of myself as those different
0: things, but, um, but thank you. Yeah, that's a very nice introduction. No, you definitely are. But so... You you started lecturing a little bit more recently, but then obviously your, you know you're kind of your kind of core is working with people one on one, working with people online as well. How, you know how long have you been doing that to give the listeners a little bit of background, and then we can jump in.
1: Um yeah, well I kind of started out um in the fitness industry, um so very much like yourself, and that was just over over ten years ago now. Um it feels like last week, but <laughs> it's um, it's been a while, and um and then <clears throat> and probably very much like yourself. Um, did some personal training, some group training and I loved it, I was really passionate about exercise but after a while I started to see kind of um, common kind of trends and patterns in clients where they weren't getting, you know, the results or as much as they could out of training because they weren't complementing it with the kind of lifestyle and nutrition side um, and because I worked in central London there was a lot of kind of high stress individuals and quite hedonistic lifestyles so quite a lot of um, what we call social jet lag so you know, late weekends and, and party and that kind of stuff and um and uh, kind of moving into nutrition was also driven it's a bit twofold, really it was i always loved the food bit of it um i always spent more time writing clients food plans than i did training plans so Mm. i was like kind of you know and i was giving them loads of detail where they could get everything and and really really nice meals and so i knew that was kind of a passion of mine and then my mum got diagnosed with breast cancer and um she um went through kind of normal treatment had radiotherapy and uh, um, a lumpectomy but She wasn't actually given any kind of nutrition support. And I'd go with her to all her appointments. And I was always saying, what can she do? You know, is there anything she could eat? Is there anything she could do that would help with her recovery from radiotherapy? And they were very much like, oh, you know, just eat ginger biscuits if you feel nauseous. Um, You know, just sleep and, and rest and, you know. And and sometimes, I've even heard this advice, not for my mum, but for other clients, and when they get to the therapy, you know, celebrate with a bottle of wine, and I was just a bit horrified, if I'm mm. honest. I couldn't fault the treatment, it was amazing. But, um, so I ended up taking my mum to a um talk by a company called Yes to Life, I don't know if you've heard of them or seen them, they're on Instagram now, which is, is cool. Um, And they're a cancer charity and they do these coffee mornings and I took my mum along and it was all about how you could eat and change your home environment, so your skincare, your makeup, your cleaning products to um, just kind of limit environmental exposure or exposure to kind of environmental toxins. Mm. And delivered the talk. She was amazing. It was just the way she spoke. It was so kind. It was so kind of compassionate. It was so gentle. She talked about supplements, the role of zinc in the immune system. Um, there were some women there who had um, secondary cancers. One, I just remember just really set me off because she'd not told her kids that it would come back and that it was likely, um, you know, that she probably wasn't going to be around for much longer and um, and I just sat there and I kind of, I actually wasn't, you're not allowed to go if you didn't have cancer. I had to fight my way in and I was like look, I'm going to come with my mum and yeah. I'll probably go, I'm probably going to be on the next so I have to be there and hear what you're saying. So they kind of let me in um, but yeah, the, the, she was a lecturer at CNM, College of Naturopathic Medicine and I spoke to her afterwards and said, what, what did you do? How did you study? How do you know all this? And she said, you know, go to C N M, have a chat with them. It's kind of based on functional medicine, which is looking at the root causes of disease and the drivers of disease and the, the person, you know, the individual, their emotions and that side of things. So that's, that kind of led me to C N M, And I just I never looked back. And as you know, at, at C N M we do kind of 200 hours of, of mm. actually kind of watching, um, uh, so watching consultations for 100 hours and then actually um, do your own for 100 hours, and I think that for me is kind of unrivalled in, in terms of I learned so much more from that process in some ways. I mean, I spend hours online and all the lectures are really important, but when you sit with individuals and they tell you their story and they tell you you know different events that have happened to them, you can you can really start to un- how, understand disease processes so much better mm. and and also how to reverse them and prevent them in the future. So. As you just said, I think I actually don't really trust people that aren't really working with people anymore, if that makes sense, you know, Mm. doing the the kind of consultations because it's still my biggest source of professional development. Mm. Um, Every single client teaches me something about the body, something about emotions and had a client this week teaching me all about the latest drugs (laughs) recreational drugs that are around because i was like you know i had no idea that these things existed and magic mushrooms and all sorts i knew they existed but who's telling me what the latest trends are which is helpful for me because these have a massive impact on people's health and lots of people are doing it so um so yeah hopefully that's kind of a a bit of an insight into why i end up here
0: no no i totally get it and and that's why i wanted to have a chat with you because we because you know we are very similar in that respect, and so I think we're all, they're always going to be a part of what we do being one on one and in person as much as like you know I'd love to develop a uh, remote coaching i you know I'd l- i like I like doing these kind of podcasts and and pushing out learning and i'd like you said before we recorded I'd love to get out and Push some more grassroots and and inform people that might not necessarily be able to pay for nutrition. But yeah, I love getting that buy in from clients. And I know we're gonna get into talking about some kind of uh, you know tips or protocols for for around the gut. But it's it, like you said, it's great when they can relax. And you've either done a session or, you know, you, you they're, they're aware of you and they come in and they're a bit more open. And, and, yeah, you can just you can just see that they're ready to tell you anything. And that, and it's nice because you can get on the nutrition. But then when you pull around that lifestyle or I would call that kind of like food environment, you start to let them kind of um, go into their life load. It's, it's I think that's why, you know, it's called nutritional therapy in a way. People are, it's hard to, to tell people what we do in one line. Because you could you know, usually I just say nutritionist and it's easy if you're at a party or something. But if someone really asks like, what is nutritional therapy? I think, you know, in a nutshell, you've you've given that that kind of um, bit of a background for everyone, which is nice because I haven't really addressed that side of it with with the podcast and what I do. And it is really about listening and understanding people's behaviours and environments as much as being like, right, this is you know, fantastic for the immune system. Let's put in some zinc in before bed, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So what well, in terms of go on? Well, uh, now go.
1: As a personal trainer, people turn up for sessions when they really shouldn't, as well, and that's one thing I noticed. They have come after a really hard week at work, and they're tired, they're run down. Um, I used to have a he was a, a head of year at school, and he worked so hard, and I always remember the day he came in with his t-shirt inside out, his shorts on back to the front, and his shoelaces undone, and staggering <laughs> in. There. And I was like, seriously, we're just going to stretch, you know? And he just needed to like talk about his week and we stretched, and he felt better, and I said maybe go and have a little bit of sauna, you know, if you needed to kind of get a bit of a sweat on, but, you know, just the amount of stuff he had, and I used to actually go onto, um, onto like an online supermarket and do a shop for him, because I was like, you just <laughs> need some help, Matt. I can just, you know, I'll get it all delivered to you, and, you know, pre-made nice soups and things like that, so you could just eat well and get through it. he had an incredible job, he was, he was actually kind of working in his, his in the school holidays, doing revision clubs, because he was so passionate about teaching kids, well, so... Um, but there were some. I, I kind of noticed some people needed more, almost like you just said, you know, therapy, not not um, to, you know, personal training. And I think a lot of what we do, I send a questionnaire beforehand, so I already know a picture of someone's diet. I know a lot about their health history. I've kind of done a lot about their you know symptoms as well. Mm. And I use the consultation process to kind of get an idea, a real kind of idea of the person. And you know, are they happy? Are they under a lot of stress? Are they you know, kind of under pressure at work, they like their, their relationship, their home environment, I think mm. these things are, are so important and so overlooked and actually easier to change than people think as well, so, um, mm. and it's hard to get someone better if those things are going to be in the background, um, you know, kind of driving, again, these processes, so. yeah mm.
0: Yeah, and it is that it's that low-hanging fruit with people, isn't it? And then you know, I think maybe we direct the conversation into if you are if you are looking to move forward and and you have a client that has you know just those. I don't want to use the word basic, but people that are listening, if 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 their bowel movements have have changed recently, or you know the the frequency of going to the loo has 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 maybe increased or decreased or they've got you know everyone knows that they shouldn't feel their intestines or they should feel their their stomachs but when you can have that kind of like little bit of pain and you realize that area is 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 there that you know that's not normal either so if someone's listening to this and and they're starting to have these kind of things you know how how, how do you how do you approach that in terms of uh, broad brush strokes i know you're not in front of everyone now but um, that's something that I know you've kind of you're really passionate about and I know that people can start to change things in their environment and change things with their food that that, that aren't as complex as you know finding these these and creating these kind of like fermented foods and and you know that the good bacteria conversation people get very confused and um, it, it doesn't need to be as complex as that straight off does it
1: one thing that's important to kind of know is about gut health is it's never one thing, so I find everyone's looking for like, I find this for fat loss as well to be fair, and people are looking for the magic bullet and with fat loss they're like, is it my thyroid, is it a nutrient deficiency, you know, is there something wrong with me, why can't I really lose weight? Mm. And there can be several things going on with fat loss and the same for the gut and people are like, I'm looking for a diagnosis. And I really kind of fight against that half the time because you can chase your tail looking for a diagnosis, you can spend thousands of pounds on tests, you can go through all the kind of, you know, um, steps with NHS, endoscopy, colonoscopy, can all these inflammation markers, and you can see things are not right, you can see inflammation markers are out of whack, but looking for that kind of what is it, um, I think it creates a lot of stress in that individual And they they feel like a diagnosis would relieve them because they know what the treatment protocol might be. And there may be a chance that you get that. You may find that you get an inflammation marker high and you have a colonoscopy that confirms Crohn's, colitis, you know, an inflammatory bowel condition, but you may not get that. And I see that a lot. And then you get told you have irritable bowel syndrome and it's probably stress-related and just go away and manage it. And here's a couple of hints diet-wise that might help. And people feel quite let down by that. And sometimes they feel like, okay, is this for life? You know, I, I stuck with this... Um, kind of bubbling gut or loose mm. bowel movements, and you know, whatever the, concept, the, the kind of symptoms can be all over the place. And um, the first thing that I think really helps to do is, is kind of <laughs> step back for a second and, and do a little kind of reflection or assessment of, you know, when did the symptoms start? And is there anything that you can kind of pinpoint in terms of change um, that, that took place at that time? So sometimes it's uh, migration, like traveling, moving to a new country, or, or travel with work. The start of a new job is is really stressful for a lot of people and creates a kind of mechanical stress on the gut as well as, you know, just the nervous system. This is kind of like the email system of the body telling us whether we should be in fight or flight or rest and digest just gets disrupted by that um looking at kind of dietary changes if, if you've kind of gradually started to get more kind of processed convenient foods relying on supermarkets and things like that we know that they are just adding preservatives additives fast-acting yeast things that the gut just may not like sweeteners is another kind of trigger for some people so doing that kind of reflection of when do the symptoms start you know and how long uh, you know are they getting worse and is there anything that you can pinpoint can be really really helpful. Even exercise, people don't realise that that's again it's a stress on the gut. So when we're training, we can we can deprive the cells of, of oxygen. We can it's a mechanical stress, and it also really runs down your nutrients. People never um, understand how much things like zinc and magnesium and B vitamins um, are kind of used up by those intense training, mm. um, and then they don't sit back and go, "Am I eating those foods?" You know, I've I made sure that you know it's all very well if you want to go and do. This kind of adventure racing or a marathon, but you really have to think about micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. Not just everyone thinks about calories and carbs. Mm. Mm. You know, it's the micronutrients that are, are really important. So I think that kind of little um, assessment can be helpful. And I often say to people, the answer is probably going to be somewhere along the lines of doing the complete opposite of what got you here <laughs> in the first place. Um, which is a really you know, can be a tricky journey, but that's kind of a nice starting place.
0: Yeah. Okay. And what you know, what are some of your favorite? Um, Foods that are, that are, that are, you know use the term rich in magnesium, zinc, and and B vitamins to give people because you know I'm super foodie as well and I love talking about the the ins and outs of of physiology and and, and all those kind of things. But I'm also really foodie. So you know what do, what what do you recommend or what do you put in as well? Because I know you're active. I know you run. You know you have your own business. So you know you, you the good thing is you talk about doing these things yourself too. So yeah, what do you like to use? What do you use with clients? What do you recommend that 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 you know that are rich in in those minerals.
1: Um, just take a pill, really. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, um, with regards to the the fitness minerals, I think what's really important is is in terms of my own personal journey. I kind of got into fitness at university, more for kind of mood health. Really, I was really low, gaining weight as you do at uni. I was like, I'm gonna try running. Got into running, then from there you have this journey into nutrition, but mine was really skewed towards kind of low fat, um, low taste, low, low everything really. Low taste uh, because you kind of read in magazines about you know rice cakes in Philadelphia that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I, had, um, I developed kind of I got diagnosed with IBS in my twenties, and a really good doctor actually who quite progressive for his time said so go gluten free, dairy free, and stop running which, to be fair, (laughs) might have helped, but I I cherry-picked and and just did some some rubbish gluten and dairy-free products, which didn't really make a difference, but Mm. for years, I just kind of thought it was something I'd live with, managed it, Um, and it's only when I got into nutritional therapy, I really came to understand the role of vitamins and minerals, and sometimes I think with these gut issues, is it actually a case of that the cells that are needed to run the digestive system don't have adequate vitamins and minerals? So people don't realize the role of zinc and vitamin A in producing stomach acid, but what they suddenly realize is that they can't, maybe they get too full when they eat because they're not breaking down protein properly and they get really kind of stinky flatulence. And these can be because we're not breaking the food down because we didn't have the zinc to make the enzymes. So Mm. the more I've kind of come to understand the physiology, the more I'm like, we need to make sure every cell in the body has all the vitamins and minerals that it needs. And when I go and do talks on this and I say, you know, Vitamin A, for example, is so fundamental for not just gut health, but thyroid hormone health. And I'm, I say to people, well, where do we get it from? And I'm I met with this really blank look. And I would have been exactly the same, you know, kind of 10 years ago. And I think we should just, just be taught this in schools. I'm quite, you know, what, why are we not being taught this in schools? Just yeah. the fundamental things, vitamins, vital for life, you know. Um, but when you actually go back and if you do a, a kind of, um, uh, we've put this in in, one, in our books, um bit of food, and we have a we got we got published as Paleo Primer. We're kind of paleo-ish, and the reason that we are kind of fans of a paleo-ish approach is it emphasises things like, um, you know, kind of just unrefined but nutrient dense, and it actually turns out to be things like meat, fish, eggs, vegetables, herbs, spices, nuts, seeds, olive oil, avocado. Like these are your kind of really nutritious foods, Mm. and there's kind of a trend at the moment and I completely understand why and we, we do really need to fight for more kind of ethical farming but there's a, a trend towards dropping out animal products mm. uh, being ve- vegan being vegetarian and I think that's, that's um, fantastic I completely agree if that's what the approach that you want to make you want to you take but, but you must keep an eye on your intake of these uh, micronutrients because one of the most nutritious sources of, of a lot of vitamins and minerals is, is organ meats and, and if you look at kind of ancestral history we've favoured organ meats um in, in different cultures. Mm. So, you know, again, the more you do, the more you're gonna run your body hard, be it through exercise, through stress, through working long hours, the more you need these vitamins and minerals and it helps to have that awareness. So kind of switching towards organ meats, eggs are pretty much a multivitamin in a shell. Mm. Um, all the vegetables are really rich in in lots of different um things like B vitamins. It would be where we got magnesium from but there's quite a lot of debate that magnesium is kind of depleted in our soils now because we've put other things in which have, have lowered the levels. So it's going to depend on where it's grown, um, you know, and, and how nutritious those sorts, how nutrient rich those soils were. And, and unfortunately, most of the food we're eating is from all over the world. You know, if you look in the supermarkets, Egypt, Kenya, wherever, yeah. and it, they all deplete with transport and we don't even know what soils they were grown in and you know even organic over there is very different in terms of definition to what's organic here mm. um so um i think it's just really kind of helpful for people so that's the first step that you move off the kind of processed foods because what the processing of and refining of foods grinding it into a flour mm. make it into a, bit, a cake a bread depletes the nutrients so you could step back and actually add back in more whole foods everything i've just said even you know whole grains so having whole rolled oats and quinoa and things so that you're getting mm. a lot of the, the vitamins and minerals from those Um, is a really good start for a lot of people. And then what I kind of say is once you've done that, you might want to kind of then tinker around with is is gluten or wheat-free helping you? Is dairy-free helping you? Mm. Is uh, thing that people miss out a lot is yeast. Um, uh, Because often the problem is yeast kind of fungal dominance in the gut. Mm. Um, Not candida overgrowth, that's a term that I try not to use, but that's what we traditionally used to call it. Um, but just too much kind of excessive yeast because um, we need things like good bacteria, bifidobacteria to keep it in check, mm. um, also your body, if, you, if you're run down, <laughs> you know, most people say I get coleslaw, you can also get things like thrush and fungal skin infections because you've just hammered the body and it's it, it literally can't um, keep the yeast in check, we need a little bit but um, it kind of needs a gardener in there to, to just make sure it doesn't, it's like a weed and it doesn't overgrow. Mm. So Um, cutting out yeast which is again or fast acting yeast which is things like alcohol, bread a lot of sauces Um, I was disappointed to see it was on I think it was something like um, dry roasted peanuts the other day I used to love them
0: yes yeah, they're the (laughs) sneaky things that actually you need to watch out for aren't they yeah, they're the little sneaky things like some of the sauces and some of the, um yeah, the coatings on things and stuff like that. And often, because I, I, you know, again, similar to you, I work with a lot of busy people and there's some of these bars and things that are better than they were 10 years ago, but then they still have some, you know, some of these products, um no, some of these ingredients, sorry, that, that have, that, like you said, have have these things in it and, um you know, they still they still might not be great for people. So again, I, once we come through that, for example, and, and, and you know, everyone's start to look at what they're doing um in relation to what you said sometimes those little lecturers, like where are you getting your snacks from can you make it or you know like you said do you really need it and then those little things start to move out and someone's system either gets a little bit of a rest or like you said they replace it with something that's just going to be a lot more nourishing and they're just those simple conversations aren't they so it's um yeah definitely the the nuts and things that people snack on some of the bars um, and then also find things like, you know, as, as things like popcorn get more popular and all these companies come out and they are very low calorie, people pop those in um, and they taste great. But again, like you said, they're flavoured with things that, that, you know, might irritate. So I don't know if you're listening to this, it's like, what are you snacking on? And if you are looking for something, something sweet or you're looking to kind of, you know, eat something that's a bit different to your normal, normal diet, you know, can you make it or what's going into it? Like always, always check that out. I think that's important. So... Um,
1: there was a really good study done on, um, the, the effect of kind of, they're called acellular carbohydrates, but it basically means, um, again, kind of 50 years ago, it's, it's a fascinating conversation. If you still have great, great grandparents, grandparents, ask them, you know, what they were brought upon. It's, it's an amazing conversation. And they'll say, well, we've grew our own vegetables. And I know a lot of this stuff isn't possible, but mm. if, if they had, you know, bread, it was homemade and it was like a couple of slices here and there, everything was kind of rationed much more, but, yes. um, uh, one thing that the, the, this study showed was that when we, have, we eat a lot of acellular carbohydrates where they're kind of ground into a flower and then made into a product that it kind of promotes a, a, a different balance of the bacteria in the gut and more kind of pro-inflammatory ones so then we can start to link it to anything from fatigue to pain to disease processes to you know probably some kind of gut issues as well and they did this great um, um, I think if you put acellular carbohydrates ancestral diet into Google it will come up and they did this great table showing you which, which carbs were the worst in terms of promoting this inflammatory uh, microbiome and top was rice cakes mm. and then just a bit further down was like rye crackers, mm. popcorn, you know, mm. so it's all these things that we're told are really healthy foods. Mm. Um, it's not that you don't eat those, I, I don't ever want to say like never eat those foods but yeah. they should... Like um to me you know if you're in a healing process you might want to ditch them once you're back to like okay things all right at the moment then it might be like you know 90 10 80 20 so they're kind of like a small part of your nutrition and you're probably eating them more as a, a pleasure food or it's a platform for something a bit more nutritious rather than because these are gonna Help me lose weight like don't even for
0: that reason no i think and it just boils down to like you said just being a little bit smarter and if people need to take on some yeah. of that information like you said in terms of the zinc the magnesium the b vitamins to help support the system you yeah? know it takes a little bit of learning and education from people like ourselves but then yeah it's just eat you know eating smarter exercise smarter and then just kind of like trying to to you know build the momentum to to then live better and like you said things don't need to be out forever and and you know I love your approach and I'll link to everything that you guys do in terms of the recipes and 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 your coaching format as well because I think it is you you promote that kind of thing it's like you you may need to be specific for a little while you may need to just kind of really keep an eye on what's going in but then sometimes you know if you are feeling good you know being flexible being social if you enjoy x y and z you know put it in and I think that's that's a refreshing message i think that's something you guys have done from the start which is really nice because i've seen a lot of people turn around to you know now just trying to be accessible to everyone and say look you know it doesn't matter what you eat a little bit of this little bit of that where they've they've come from a very kind of hard-lined start to their to their careers or their kind of messages as nutritionists or coaches so um yeah you guys have just been i think quite consistent with, with what you're saying and, and, and you've always backed it up with awesome recipes and what you put out on Instagram and, and things like that are absolutely fantastic and they're great resources because it's like if you take liver for example you don't need to overthink it like you said you can you can buy good forms of it now you can find things online some of the supermarkets and things like I use uh, easy kind of every two weeks so I use a cardo do an order I might buy a few hundred grams of liver freeze little portions of it and I put it in dishes I'll put it in you know my minces I'll put it with onions have it on toast things like that maybe a few times a month um, people can do that kind of thing and and it's just it's just being a lot more kind of um, experimental but then setting the environment up so you actually have those things in the house isn't it really yeah definitely and, and, and
1: that's a really good point about environment the kitchen is is kind of an environment that people Need to get a bit more familiar with in terms of I wasn't into cooking when I first you know got into kind of health nutrition even as a personal trainer I'd kind of um, I was a bit more kind of like um, you know I'd come home and make a really nice salad but I wasn't into like really complicated recipes or anything like that I loved food and like you but um didn't have any cooking skills. So that's a, a real kind of basic thing that people mm. are really quick to get to a gym and learn to deadlift or learn to do all these, these amazing, you know, kind of feats of strength, but actually then don't know how to make a really basic stir fry or a soup or an omelet or poach an egg and, and that's why we kind of start from scratch with our kind of principles and said, Look, just learn some basics and half the week it's about functionality. Mm. It doesn't it's tasty, don't get me wrong, but it's about you know, I, I can knock up a salad really quickly in terms of like I had avocado and some smoked salmon and some nuts and some seeds and it, you know it's tasty stuff, but it's functional. It's quick. I'm not kind of and then the weekend when I have more time, I'll experiment with like a you know something like a, a dark chocolate chili or something that can yeah. yeah, equally very nutritious and I've got that that space. But you do need to make sure. You know, from from kind of even just having a kitchen clear out. If you if you if the food is there, there's a lot of studies kind of saying if the food is there, you're just you're just gonna want to eat it. Your brain, the more stressed you are, the more tired you are, the more you come in, kind of willpower is on the floor. And you know, if there's if there's something like a I don't know uh, oven tips or microwave lasagna, you're just gonna grab that. You know, mm. like the brain is gonna demand energy, and it's gonna be sat in front of you, and that's just how we're kind of hardwired whereas if you do come home and you know even if it's a different choice that so you've got already made soup from avocado but it's minimal ingredients mainly veg and you can just add some prawns and some spinach and you still made a nutritious meal mm. but it, you know and it was quick uh, you know so just things like that that we try to help people with and and, and just it's, it's not as hard but it does need to be pretty consistent most of the time especially yeah. if you've got some health issues that you want to resolve
0: that's good and i think you know what you and your partner matt during a busy working week and things what i don't know let's take three three dishes that you would have through through the week in the evening that you guys love that you just gravitate to without even thinking as as staples you know what like what what are your kind of go-to's during the week i know you have like really varied diet but there must be things that you know if he's out come back from whatever he's doing is his football training you're the same you've been working what do you kind of like to make together in the week that that it will you know again just promote good gut health and and you know just a, a variety i suppose in terms of the diet oh,
1: that's a great question um i'm a bit of a sucker for <laughs> i'm really good at getting um a carton of chopped tomatoes and then just building it out into some kind of stew yeah um so uh, by uh, adding kind of um things like chickpeas in there and then i might add like chopped courgettes and um chopped carrots and celery and stuff so like building it out just started with a kind of chopped tomatoes but it, it becomes a bit bolognese but then sometimes I'll go down the route of smoke paprika and yeah. stuff and make it a bit more kind of spicy and then you can add any protein to that as well. So you can either just poke some eggs on top, chuck some prawns in mm. um or again a bit of chicken works really well with that. Um and we're really big fans of um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Steamburg, it's a spice company. They have a massive range of organic spices that they have like chicken rub um, or fish rub or so you even don't have to think about it and it's yeah it's just different of all the different spices or they've got jamaican jerk very similar to supermarkets but there's no nasties in there so uh, we have a kind of range of those that we might just chuck in uh, and if you add coconut milk you make it creamy you know yeah. so you kind of get good at that's your base and then you build it out into something like even ratatouille and then just have it with something um, Matt's a big fan of, he's a bit more kind of meaty than me, so he's a massive fan of burgers. Yeah. Um. And you probably, In our book we have like the Burger Kitchen because again we realise quite quickly that if you just get a bowl of mince, uh, add some of your favourite spices and again you can buy these spice blends if you want to or you kind of get to know, it's quite fun, just you know, I'm going to try paprika, I'm going to try chilli and garlic powder. So some of the things like garlic and ginger, they're really good to try and have fresh, but if we're talking quick, we'll use the powders. Mm. Um, make sure we get them into our nutrition at other times in the week but again you just you don't need an egg you just put them into a bowl add some bits big fans of adding veggies if we can into like a burger so you can grate some carrot in you can grate some courgette in and then bind it um tin fish works really well if you'd rather a veggie version you can use tin salmon you probably need an egg for that but then just bind it or flaxseed bind it into a fish cake Mm. and then just pan fry it quick or, or put it in the oven um, so that's another kind of quick one we're big fans of just even things like variations um, Matt's more kind of omelette based and he'll add a ton of veg to an omelette Yeah. and I've been a big fan of salads, I think salads is a ready meal and we, we kind of have lots of blogs and, and in our book we talk about how to pimp a salad because I don't just eat people think you just eat leaves but um. I'm always disappointed when I go out and have a salad because it should have like pomegranate seeds it should have you know you can use cumin seeds i use fruit um so i'll have like chopped apple chopped pears avocados Mm. dressed with balsamic or maybe some olive oil um i'm always doing kind of like toasted seeds or tamari seeds and nuts and things so there's just loads of flavor to the salad and um anyone that comes and stays with us is always like oh god i didn't think of ever putting all this stuff into a salad big meal yeah even just chickpeas on top and all that kind of stuff like it can be a meal yeah. that you then just again add cooked protein or big fan of um have you ever heard of feto if you want to kind of have some meat-free uh, or like animal-free um meals feto is like um that? tofu that's done like feta
0: all right so mar- i'll link to i'll link to everything that you guys that you guys say so i'll get that was it steenberg's um spices was the first one
1: yeah, so Steenbergs, S-T-E-E-N-B-E-R-G-S. Um, so they've got some really nice, even down to like a vegetable stock. It's the cleanest vegetable stock I've found. Sweet. So, wanna boil up some veg, stick that stock in it, um, and then again add some coconut milk to make it creamy. You can make an amazing veg soup. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they've got some, and they've got teas and chocolate and stuff on there as well. Loads of baking stuff if you if you wanna Good. kind of go on their website. And it's family run. Um, but yeah the feto or even just like the, the kind of smoked tofu is really quick to add even just better as well just just say so we make a base and, and I often say to people the batch cooking side of things at the weekend it's good to do things like burgers and fish cakes yeah. uh, for your lunches but also I'm quite a big fan of doing side dishes so I'll make a giant coleslaw yeah. um, um, I'll do like a big ratatouille and I'll do a load of roast vegetables and then they could just be reused across the week and if you use lots of things like lemon juice and vinegar on on some of the, in some of them they act as a natural preservative mm. so and salt is a natural preservative so put those in there garlic as well fresh garlic so i'll often spend sunday just making three massive side dishes and then across the week it's just about pan frying some sea bass and yeah. sticking it with my cauliflower and ratatouille you know it's really really quick
0: yeah that's it it's, it's doing one of two ways isn't it it's prepping your proteins and things so you can have those available or like you said if you've got things in the in in the fridge or uh, you know in tins and things that are more protein based and you make your sides and things at the weekend but and i think if you listen to this as well it's good to it's good to also challenge yourself a little bit so get people over as well to, to practice yeah. cooking because then it, it just gets you in the swing of things a little bit more like in the summer i do one one night a week i've got friends like re- really lucky to kind of know her because she has a space a little rooftop in, in west london and i do a little bit of training up there a little kind of um, whatever you want to call it boot camp and we all eat afterwards and i cook so we have we have eight people um usually come to this little thing we do a bit of fizz and then i have to kind of finish work pick up food train them and then and then cook so it's like i've, I've kind of yeah just developed that ability to be like right i get into this place we put proteins and things whatever you want to choose into into a little bit of a bag give it a bash some herbs Olive oil, they'll go on the barbie at the end. So I leave that to marinate while we're training. And then if it's in the oven, it could be just baking some starches. So sometimes there might just be a few holes in the butternut squash or I slice sweet potatoes or potatoes and carrots and put those on a tray. While we're training, they're cooking, the protein's marinating. And then afterwards, like you said there, I just get gem lettuce, pomegranate seeds. I sometimes smash up some raspberries. Um, there's avo in there. There's cherry tomatoes. So we build this big salad that's chunky and then you know i fed eight people with you know quite inexpensive food just spending 20 or 30 pounds maybe between between eight so it's like a fiver each and you're getting you know pretty rounded rounded meal and that's something i just now do as a I can chuck it out because I spent, you know, whatever, eight eight weeks over the summer every week just doing that and then you just become a lot more, it just becomes the norm being able to fly those things together as in the salads or the starches or the proteins so it's just practice and I couldn't do that first week it was, you know, I was burning things or I wasn't quite getting this cooking time right and all that whereas by week eight it was like I was training these guys and we were eating and it was it was absolutely mega and you feel good, you feel good when you put those things in as well after you've moved, so. um. I,
1: think, I mean- my book bugbear now about eating out is, I'm sure you feel the same. Is is you spend a lot of money for kind of very little food and definitely little nutrition. And, and so we yeah. have so much less. And then if we can, we do what you do and, and meet up with friends and cook at home and stuff. Because, um, you go to a restaurant now and you order and like a nice piece of fish or whatever, and then it's like, oh, you've got to order extra vegetable on the side it comes with two new potatoes or something yeah, it is for 4.95. So you know, like, still hungry and then secondly it's like then the, the veg is like 4 pound a dish on the side it's yeah. like okay spent like 60 pounds yeah. for a meal you know probably cost you know I don't know not even 15 quid when you actually kind of add it all up it gets really mm. frustrating and so we are less and less and, and just you know we kind of go for places where we know we might get something that we wouldn't cook as much like a thai curry or something like that That we you know yeah. just want to try and get some new, new dishes
0: i think that's yeah that's the thing as well when you're eating out and you're enjoying that experience and the social it's like picking things that you wouldn't necessarily cook but um now that's really good oh we've got i think it's it's exactly i wanted this 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 episode to be just real practical approach Hearing a little bit about um you know what you do as a practitioner as well because I haven't really haven't got someone on to do that I've had a few personal trainers and things on but you know you you do nutrition full time which is again is interesting because um, it takes time to build up to that as well so it's quite nice to have some experience that you know you you're a lecturer you're an author so I'll link to the two awesome cookbooks. So you've got your your um your first one which I have at home and then you've now got the the second one what's what's that one called is that did because you've you renamed it I know they're not they're um they they're kind of um they, they follow on from each other but really they're just kind of good easy kind of like whole food based meals and snacks aren't they
1: Yeah so so we were actually um we were fit to food when we kind of launched and then we got offered a publishing deal but they insisted we call ourselves paleo primer so like paleo for beginners um, we weren't that keen because we've always been what we call paleo-ish where we think that going back to the yeah. paleo principles which I kind of outlined um, is a really good way to mainly again address gut health it's one of the, the kind of approaches most people will use to kind of resolve digestive symptoms um, some people might want to do low FODMAP, there's a bit of information in low FODMAPs um, in the paleo primer and we just say like you don't you know you just kind of focus on more courgettes and carrots and bok choy the, the kind of lower fiber vegetables if that brings mm. relief it might be that there's a clue to what's going on um i've just written a blog actually about ibs where people can yes read kind of more details about it on there i'll link to that but then, oh thank you um then the second but we did we wanted to then show people how you might want to do that paleo template but then build out and add back in you know um so the paleo diet originally didn't include legumes like beans lentils and um, the reason being, or any grains, so 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 no no kind of oats, no flour, no wheat, nothing. Uh, and the reason being, because they contain anti-nutrients like phytates, um, lectins, these could block the absorption of your kind of vitamins and minerals. So it, it is a kind of something that people should be aware of. And traditionally, people soak their oats for like, actually days when I was kind of looking into it. Yeah. Um and, and lentils, they soak them for days and they cook them with lots of things that break down these phytates and things. Whereas we now just... Tend to buy everything in in, in, them, in these plastic sachets and microwave them, you know. So mm. we're not prepping our food how we should, and therefore it might be aggravating our gut or blocking mineral absorption. So um, our second book, we kind of put those things in, but said, you know, if you've got gut issues or autoimmune issues, um, you know, or you're kind of trying to heal your body, you might want to look at pre- making sure you prepare them properly and again try an elimination phase. Um, but we added more recipes back in. We added some dairy, and there's also a key in there for doing a dairy elimination and adding it back in because most people don't understand with dairy, it could be the lactose that they react to, or it could be the casein and the whey, which are the proteins. And so there's kind of a little hierarchy of how to do eliminate and then add back in and then figure out which ones yes. it might be that you don't kind of get on with so well. Um, so you start with butter and ghee because there's no protein in them and little lactose and then and build up from there. But I'd also say if people doing an elimination diet and heal... Um, and I think if you've had these kind of really chronic systemic issues going on for a long time and there's multiple symptoms and you're quite confused, go and see a nutritional therapist um, and, and actually kind of work through it with them. And good nutritional therapists, you know, right. kind of registered with bands or, you know, well-trained will work you through like a, what we call a 5-hour protocol, removing food, restoring the gut, uh, fixing, repairing anything that might be broken. Um, and then the goal is at that point in time, some people are able to actually tolerate most foods uh, once they've got everything back to normal some people with autoimmune conditions will never do that well on gluten and, and maybe dairy proteins so celiacs um those kind of things mm. um ibd don't tend to do work too well on fiber but there's some guidance in the book it's a really nice starting place and some people will just only need that and then some people it's a little bit more complicated and they need to go and have you know work with a nutritional therapist and maybe a counselor So yeah. if you are just prone to anxiety. Um, you know, and sometimes it helps because the nutritional therapist will identify that straight off. Usually, a good one will go, you know, what this is. This is so anxiety driven. I can fix you from a nutritional perspective and yeah. give you guidance on what to eat, and that is empowering. Um, but sometimes there needs to be, you know, there's, And I've un- uncovered a lot of clients who've had trauma that's not been dealt with and are in the middle of, you know, they know they need to get divorced but they're not doing it. And yeah bullied by their boss and you know loads of things where i'm like we need to deal with the situation else there's no point me making you spend any money on supplements and testing and, and things like that and and one of the last line approaches i often have is either a gi map or an organic acids test in terms of if someone wants to go and really find out but that's after i've kind of trialed elimination and yeah. worked on all the things we've talked about if i'm like okay i'm stuck then i test but that's because i've been practicing for a while now so mm. some practitioners test straight away it's very kind of yeah, you know, everyone works differently and individual there's basis. no right
0: way to do it. So. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, it, it's, it's similar to if someone is doing exercise, for example, you know, if they're just like reading something casually or, or taking a, you know, taking a program, it's similar to then someone picking up a blog or a book, but then, like you said, they go into semi-private training where they're paying a little bit for it. So like you said, someone then may go on to a nutrition membership site or pay for um, a little bit of a weekend of learning. And then, like you said, it's the uh, it's, someone might need to see someone one-on-one or if it's the exercise world, they need to see a personal trainer because it's very... You know they they'll they'll learn that way or they'll 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 do things better. It'll be a lot more bespoke. So it doesn't it isn't for everyone like you said nutritional therapy. But then sometimes you you, you get people who who need that one on one approach and you get other people who want to flip through a recipe book and find something fantastic. So that I think that's important to say as well. And maybe because nutrition's getting more popular and people are interested and um you know they they maybe feel pressure to be like oh am I actually well you know should I go and see someone I think it's you know. know. it's just stepping back and and understanding if you know if you're feeling good and 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 you're cooking whole foods and 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 you're doing things there's nothing wrong with experimenting but yeah if you do go for for a nutrition session with with people like you know keris and myself the reason the reason that you might do that is because you know we'll build a bit of a strategy and we'll have an approach and we'll put action points in place so you can kind of review and 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 that's that's maybe the difference to when you're reading something or watching a quick video it's more of a short and sharp here's a tip Whereas, like you said, people can come in, they can they can really learn. You lay everything on the table, and then we move a few things around, and we're like, okay, this is working really well. I think you should change this. You know, let's let's review an X amount of months because things take time. So it's. Uh, yeah yeah it's definitely on a tiered basis and if you're listening to this and, and you're interested in that kind of thing hopefully we're giving you a bit more information because i don't know about you but when i do talks kerry so i always start by saying look this is what a nutritional therapist background is this is what they do this is what a sports nutritionist does this is what you know a, a clinical dietitian does and and it's just kind of like setting up the environment because people are so confused as well about about what you know there's aspects are very similar but then also the rise of people just kind of giving nutrition advice and doing things on social media and everyone is quite confused. So it's nice to give people a bit more of a of a kind of, um, yeah, of a description of, of, of what a nutritional therapist does and, and you know, how you, how you can work with people and help people. It's really good. That's
1: actually a really good idea. I did a talk just this week. in a, a restaurant. I don't know if you've ever been a cafe. I have to give them a shout out because they are amazing. Cool. It's uh, called Pr- Primal Roost in Bagshot. I don't know if you've ever been. No it's really because there's loads of places to walk around there so you can kind of head up that way and do some woodland walking and then go there but they they do a, a lot of um, so they have a shop in there and they do a lot of things like condiments and stuff that are completely natural, additive preservative free so whilst they're there, stocking up on hoisting sauce and all this kind of stuff just made out of dates and, and stuff, amazing Nice. Um, but they, they um, and, and yeah their premises, one of them has an autoimmune condition, the other one uh, I think she's had some health issues so they've launched this place where you can go and it's all originally they were kind of doing mainly kind of brain free but they've expanded again and they've added in some, some good grains and dairy and and um, they kind of got vegan meals as well so it's amazing place to go but when I went there I kind of started talking assuming that everyone knew <laughs> you yeah. know what nutritional therapist was yeah as a primer was and that's why they were there and actually the whole room was like no we're just really confused <laughs> yeah 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 you <laughs> so, yeah. should do
0: that I do that just,
1: like, say that more about what I do like, that straight is, away and who you should listen to
0: yeah, I did, I did a tour last week, two, two corporate talks last week and um, in, in offices in London and like now I don't, that's the first thing I do, introduce myself, you know, if I'm here for myself or if I'm here with Nuffield, I'll say that and then, you know, I completely just set set, set the stage for the room to let people know what I've qualified in and done and what the different aspects are and it's nice because then people are like, oh, okay, and then you can kind of introduce the topic, so yeah, I really recommend that. Um you, you teach me so much stuff so it's nice that I can give you something back, hopefully. Um, <laughs> oh thank you. So great okay.
1: the thing about it is, the industry at the moment is that the people that are shouting the loudest often are getting the most kind of traction online are sometimes the least experienced. And what I will say is if you're looking at something and they're talking about a product and and a, and a kind of um a scheme or, you know, shakes or yeah. powders that you can play into there's a huge chance these people are making money off that and I would just walk away from, from that situation whereas the people that are kind of really on the shop floor and, and you know kind of working their backsides mm. often don't get a chance to be online that much because they're working quite hard. We, we find it really hard, we're looking at this two of us in the business, That's, I think you'd hear a lot less. From their food. Yeah. So, um, so I think You know, doing a little bit of research about who you want to work with. I think getting testimonials is really important. Mm. Um, And, uh, yeah, scope out their qualifications. I think that's, and again, I, 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 you know, I I think it's... And then there's some really good science, actually. It was on counselling where they said... Uh, the success of counselling interventions depends on whether you like your therapist and I think it's the same with nutrition uh, whether you feel like you agree on the problem and whether you think you agree on the solution and actually when it comes to counselling there's not much to choose between any of them if those three factors are in place Um, I disagree with nutrition, I think you can get some really terrible nutrition advice and exercise advice to be fair but I do think the factors are really important that you agree on the problem, agree on the solution And, and that's because you'll sit down with someone and talk for hours about Okay, like tell me about your barriers. Well, how are we going to do this? What are you capable of? Mm. How can I help you more? How can you empower them? Um, and that's not necessarily done if someone just throws a product at you. Uh, no. you know where there isn't that kind of educational element, or you know, just just kind of um, you know, someone's really thought through what might be a re- what might be the reason that you haven't been able to achieve it by yourself.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think with like experienced practitioners like um, like yourself, it's it's having that confidence as well to set expectations with clients. So once you you know once you gain all the information and obviously things come out over face-to-face consults as well you know clients also always ask that question of when when will i see change how long will this happen or, or or things like that and i remember a lot you know again i'm a young practitioner six seven years sports nutrition a year two years nutritional therapy but i'm getting more confident because i've i've gone through you know a lot a lot of similar cases now to be like right you know i expect this may happen then but then the work has to go in things may change so yeah, it's 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 also setting setting clients' expectations and also kind of like getting them confident with what you do and it is yeah it isn't simple as much as the nutrition field is growing and when people ask what I do they're like oh that must be really exciting and fun but then also some people expect information for free some people don't really know what you do and then yeah other other people kind of um you know they they they, they expect something and then you're like actually it's going to take a bit more time so it is it's it's a it's a good place to work in but then it also is like you said, it's individual dependence. Sometimes I get on really well with clients, and and you know we, we we do really good things. Other times we don't really connect as as people. But I give information, and they use me purely as a one two consult service, and bang, it's out. I never hear from them again. Hopefully they're okay. But you know it's uh, that 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 is. Um, I think how you know when you work with people one on one, you you get different things and different outcomes, don't you? Say. So. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, I'll um, yeah, I'll link to to your your books, your your um, you know, all of the stuff and the coaching and the blogs and things you guys do online. The spices, uh, the, the what was it, the the feto, was that was that like a little kind of vegetarian? Now it's always good to have those options.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> it is fermented but...
0: so soy, so it's uh, like tempeh. Cool. Cool. Okay. But now I, I appreciate you taking the time and um, yeah, you. Sure, definitely check check out everything fits food are doing guys they're absolutely fantastic so um yeah speak to you soon